Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey everyone, Stacy here. Before you dive into today's brand new awesome episode, I want to make sure that you are registered for the Passionate and Prosperous 21-Day Prosperity Accelerator. I decided to create a super fun, high-vibe 21-Day Prosperity Accelerator so that I can help you to break through your money blocks, attract clients, and create an immediate infusion of cash in your business before the end of the year, which is 2022. Now, I just want to tell you, this is not a content course. This is not something you have to worry about finding time for. This is a 21-day container for you to step into with me where I will get you excited to take actions that you may not even realize that you can be taking right now to get results quickly. I'm actually calling it a holiday sprint and stretch. It's going to be all about giving you the support and accountability that you need to smash your goals. We're just meeting on four Mondays for an hour and it starts on November 28th, right after American Thanksgiving. So if this sounds good to you, make sure that you head over to the show notes or go to my website, www.stacybrassrussell.com and you'll be able to sign up and start on November 28th with us and have the best end of your year ever. And with that, you're going to get to hear the episode right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. So today, we're going to talk about what kind of content you should be putting out for free. And you know that I am very big on free content. This is the whole system of organic business strategy that I teach that I practice myself. Uh, it's how I model my business. Um, and, you know, you've heard me reference the yellow brick road system that I teach. Um, it's very, very all based on delivering value and free content and putting yourself out there and building no love and trust with your audience, with your ideal clients, so that they will move along your yellow brick road and take those steps toward investing with you, toward working with you, toward paying you for your services. So I've done other episodes on free content. We actually had, I think I even did one called The Fear of Giving Away Too Much because I hear all the time from coaches and creatives and people that use this model, right? This is especially effective, obviously, if you are... um you know, out there on the on the internet, if you're on social media. And then also, even if you are 
doing things in person or getting in front of um, of, a, of an audience somehow, like you're doing a talk or maybe you're a guest on someone's podcast or you're a guest on a summit or even even if that sounds too fancy for you, even like being a guest in your friend's Facebook group or, you know, swapping, you know, getting in front of someone else's audience, essentially, that when we do any of those things, ideally, we want to capture the audience that is there or who who from the audience might be in alignment with our niche and what we do. And we often do that by offering something free in exchange for people entering their name and email, and then they're going to get something like a resource. I often, you know, call it like a freebie. You've heard it called, you know, a free gift. You've heard it called a lead magnet. You've heard it called an opt-in. These are all different ways of saying something that, that someone would put their name and email address into a form and then receive this resource from you, right? And then there are other ways that we put out free content, like by offering, you know, just making posts on social media or offering a free workshop or a free talk or, you know, anything that you use, if you use my organic business strategy model, um, the Yellow Brick Road system to essentially attract people who you're then going to serve and nurture and then uh, convert, right? Those are the three steps on the Yellow Brick Road. It's attract, serve, convert. So why did I want to talk to you about this? Well, it's because, you know, not that long ago, we, I, I'm like, we, as if you were all there, a lot of you were, um, I offered a five-day um, boot camp style uh, training called Create Content Boot Camp, which was a five-day uh, opportunity where I really taught, really taught, <laughs> like it was high value, um, how to create content that will not only attract the right people. And what I mean by that is content that speaks specifically to your ideal client, your soul aligned client, the people that will will actually pay to work with you. Um, How to, so how to create content that does that, that attracts them and also how to make that content, content that would have them having enough of a like an outcome, right? Or some something that that felt so useful and valuable to them that it that it kept them around, that it got them excited. Maybe it like was enough to convince them that they're ready to say yes to working with you or at least now that they're like on your yellow brick road and they want more and you know they're in your community and they're interested in what you're doing, right? And curious. So this is the model and so we so I taught create content bootcamp. And so what's interesting is, and is now I'm getting some messages from, from people that took the bootcamp because, you know, it takes a little while to implement something like that and decide what you're going to put out into the world and then do it and create it. And then there's always some tech involved, which I know makes some of you a little, you know, a little scared. But, you know, there's usually something where you have to have some sort of text so that people can actually enter their name and 
email and then you have to have a way of delivering that thing to them. I mean, not everything has to be like that. We're also talking about things where, you know, you're just showing up on a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live or you're doing something on Zoom or maybe you even can get something booked for yourself at like a local a local um, business, you know, that that has your ideal client. So, so it took a little while for people to implement all that. And so I'm starting to get messages from people about like what they created and then also some questions. And then even from my own clients who love to come to all of the stuff that I do, and then they often take action and implement too. So I get to have a lot of conversations with people, you know, all the time, but then also people that took this Cree content bootcamp training. And one of the things that, I notice, and it's so it's it's so funny because I don't only notice it in all of you. I I know I know this because I had to sort of train myself around this too. Is that there's so much concern with offering like stuff that is going to be really valuable, which I, I agree, like what you offer should be valuable. But there's this thought that what is going to be most valuable is going to be the stuff that is like the most deep or the most intense or the most transformative. It's almost like it's almost hard for like heart-centered, soulful healers, right, that are, you know, I think that's what we all are. But, you know, coaches and people that really help people with transformation. When you're on the other side and you're not the the client, right, and you're you, and you've already done all of this transformational work for yourself. That's why you now help other people with it, right? You've done all your own work. You've you've gotten over. And, and please, please, please know that what I'm not implying is that now you're like perfect and you never have a problem. That's not what we're talking about. That's a different episode. But but you know how to get the transformation that you help other people get because you've done it. This is your area of expertise. You know what it takes. You know what it feels like. You know what's possible, right? And then when that's you, it's really easy to forget what it was like when you were all the way in that other place where your clients are now, that place of struggle, that place of contraction, that place of suffering and really wishing that they could have a different experience, right? And what happens when you become the expert is, first of all, you don't always remember really what it was like for you at that time. And second of all, now that you're an expert, you get really excited about A, the outcomes, right? Like, like so you really want people to get those outcomes as soon as possible. And B, you also get really excited about the part of the work that's like the most like magical, deep and transformational. And that makes sense, right? It makes sense to me. And I, you know, and so I get it, right? That's why we love what we do. We love what we do because when it comes to like the juiciest part of the work, we're, we're like, you know, and as I'm, as I'm uh, recording this, uh, you know, and I, um, I mean, this is, you know, we do record a video of this, but it's not, we don't use the video very much, but, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm like clenching my fists and, you know, trying to, and I'm like, yes, I know what it's like when you like, when you're so passionate about what you do. Um, and what you want is to like, is to share that, 
you want to share the deep stuff with other people. And so what, what tends to happen when I see you all <laughs> creating that content that you're creating in order to do the very first thing, which is to attract, right? And maybe even serve, but to attract those, those, those new people that need what you do. And I want you to remember when someone needs what you do, it means that they are having some sort of a problem, right? And, and, and I want to make the disclaimer, which is, there are people out there who invest in themselves and in coaching and in mentorship and in services and, and what have you um, that are not struggling. I am one of those people, right? I'm not, I'm not, I don't consider myself as struggling or in crisis or having like an urgent problem to solve. And yet I always invest myself. I always have a coach. And I know that there are some people out there like that, right? There are some people who are at a point in their life where they just will invest in things because they know it's somehow going to just help them be even more successful or more healthy or, you know, do bigger things or whatever. So we're not going to say that there aren't, there isn't anyone like that, but I know from experience being I am a business business. I'm a business strategist. I'm a I'm a a, a a business strategist, and specifically for coaches and and service based entrepreneurs. And I come from right twenty years in the space of wellness and transformation. And I know that when you want people, for the most part, we're talking to invest in your Oz offer, your passionate offer, which you've heard me talk about, which I hope is sort of like your highest package or, or, you know, my, my hope for any of you, no matter what you do, not just coaches, but whatever you do is that you don't charge by the hour or by the session and that you have created for yourself an offer, at least one that you would consider to be your sort of, you know, um, like signature offer or your, or your most, you know, high package that, that in order for someone to make that investment, right. With, with you of whatever couple of hundred to couple of thousand, you know, dollars, usually not always, but usually that person would be making that investment because, they would be at a point where they felt like they, they they were ready to do that to finally get their solution or to finally solve their problem or to finally feel better or to finally, right? So that means that they are experiencing like some problems, you know, they've got some pain and struggle. So we just always kind of go from that angle rather than assuming that like the majority of people out there are just walking around just like throwing money at themselves <laughs> to just like to just get better, you know, have a just 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 keep on, you know, uh, you know, up leveling. I do. Like I said, I do know that there are people that do that. Um, and I hope all of you, if you're not yet, that will become that. Right. So very often when we first hire someone, um, a coach, especially, uh, it's very often it's because we know we need something. And then hopefully then it just becomes that we do it because we know that we're just better when we have that support, you know, and I know that that's me. So anyway, so back to this content situation. So, um, 
so I was noticing, I've been noticing that, that you, my clients, people, when they're coming up with this content to attract the person that is in the pain and struggle onto their yellow brick road, that they often are using content or, you know, stuff that's kind of too far advanced. It's too deep. It's, it's too much. It's, it's stuff that someone would need to be in a different place in order to appreciate benefit from, or maybe even like be able to do or try. And I know it's coming from a good place because it's coming from your place of, of getting, of really being like, I, I, this, I know how to help this person with transformation. And I'm just going to like, I'm just going to show them this powerful transformation. But what you're not always thinking about or knowing or keeping in mind is that the, the person that you want to attract, you have to give them something that's going to attract them where they are right now at this, in this moment. And I don't know if you, if you um, have ever experienced what I'm about to tell you, but I know I have. I thankfully I don't get into this as much anymore, but there's this thing that I call the land of no. I started, I, I coined this, the land of no, um, a couple of years ago. And what the land of no is, is when you are so committed to staying in your, in your problem and you're so committed to believing that there's no solution or outcome that nothing that anyone could say to you, that, like you just reject everything, right? Like the land of no is when you are just dead set on that. No one has it worse than you, <laughs> that there's no solution to your problem, that you have no options, you have no choices. And anything that anyone says to you, you're like, well, yeah, right. Well, you don't understand. Nope. Well, that, that might work for you, but not for me. You know, I call that the land of no. Um, I don't get into the land of no that often. It's like once a year now, but, um, but I've been in the land of no like in my, with my, with my coach. <laughs> and I'll literally be like, I'm in the land of no, like I, I, we have to do something right now because I'm, because I am right now committed to that. There's no solution, you know? So I want you to think about the fact that like, I want you to think of that. Everyone is in the land of no, <laughs> that everybody is so dead set on their problem uh, you know, uh, on how theirs is the worst, right? I mean, you know this, everybody is suffering and that's just a fact. And you know that I know all this because I have told you a million times that, you know, for almost two decades, I, I taught yoga. I was with people every single day, every day, hundreds, thousands of people hearing from people. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Everyone's walking around in some form of pain and suffering, even on like a mild level, right? Even just like some body ache, you know, like it's so, I, I've talked about this. It's so funny how, how human beings like get conditioned to think that like, it's just part of life that, you know, that something hurts in your body. <laughs> you're just like, you know, you just, your, your shoulder hurts and you're like, yeah, my shoulder hurts. You know, I guess that's just part of being human. It's so weird. I even have this like memory of my grandmother, you know, my grandmother was like, you know, like in the depression, grew up in the depression era. And, you know, I remember, um, I remember my grandmother talking to you know, kind of being like, ah, 
you know, like kind of like you know, being like, ah, what's a little pain? What's a little pain? You know? So anyway, this is a mentality that we have as human beings. So I want you to think about how everyone is kind of walking around with some degree of pain and suffering, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, psychic, spiritual. And, and so, you know, even if they, if they want a solution, even if they're not totally in the land of no, but I do think it's good to assume that there's a lot of people in the land of no. Land of no is like, there, are, there is nothing for me, right? There's no option. I'm doomed, okay? And then there are some people that are not quite in the land of no. Land of no is somewhere that, like, hopefully you don't stay for very long. It's usually, like, a bad day, you know? And then there are people walking around, though, that kind of kind of are so used to their pain and suffering, Um they might even feel a little attached to it. Like, cause sometimes like having our problems and our pain and our suffering gives us something to like, to do and talk about and focus on. It's weird. You know, human brains are fucking weird. And so you've got all these people out there that need you. They definitely need you. They need your transformation. You help solve a problem that they have. And yet you, if you try to attract them with the the thing that is the most effective thing, the thing that is the thing that they would have to be the most committed to doing or believe would work or that would require them being like open, vulnerable, receptive, um, and you lead with that, you're they're going to go screaming for the hills. They're going to go, is that even a thing? They're going to go running for the hills, right? You're going to scare them away. Or it's going to go right over their head, like, because they're not ready for it, right? With your content I'm talking about. And so, so often I see a lot of you because it, your heart is like, I want to give so much value. I want to give so much. I want to, I want to really like, I want to show them also how I'm an expert and I want to show them how I know all of this information that's going to be so helpful to them. And then you're like, so I'm going to just give them a bunch of information right now. And the problem is that again, when they're either in the land of no, or at least somewhere in the realm of just like, kind of like, maybe getting curious about solving their problem, but also being kind of committed to the problem, right? You have to use the right thing to lure them in. You have to give them the right thing to to get them to take the one simple action that you want them to take first, right? And I think that very often you are thinking, and when I say you, I don't mean that it's you personally necessarily. I'm just saying like you, oh, passionate and prosperous ones, you are who I'm talking to. Um, That what happens is because you want so badly for them to see the possibility and the transformation and all of that, you, and you want them to see that you're an expert and you want them to see how much you have value you can provide them, not because, not from a selfish place, but because you genuinely want them to, to see what's possible and you so desperately want to help people, right? That, that you jump a little ahead and you try to show the big stuff, the big guns, and it really does scare people away. Or like I said, or just, it's just, they're just not ready for it or, or they don't even know that that would be of interest to them. So I'll give you an example. I work with a lot of health and life coaches and 
they know that one of the most important things for the their niche, the people they work with, the women they work with usually, the thing that will help solve the problem that the woman is having is that she needs to learn how to practice more self-love. She needs to love herself more, right? And so I will often see them wanting to create some sort of content that's all about like self-love. And and then what I have to explain to them is that the women that they are not even talking to yet, like the women out in the world that are walking around with everyday problems, like they're literally waking up and noticing the shitty problems that they're having, like in their day to day life, like that, that they're, that they're overly busy. They're overscheduled. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're doing too much. They're, they, they're, they're sacrificing themselves. They know that they're sacrificing, you know, their exercise or they're, you know, they're eating well because they've got nine million children and they work full time, you know, like think of the worst thing. And then my clients want to like come right out with like self-love. And I always have to say to them, like, listen, um, that woman, if you try to stop her, like, I want you to imagine she's running around, right? Like, like a chicken with her head cut off. She's like frazzled. She's, you know, she's, she's overwhelmed. She's frantic. She's, you know, just think of the worst. And then imagine you this like, like, you know, like this, this heart centered coach coming over and like tugging on her elbow and being like, you really need some self-love. You know, what do you think she's going to do? Do you think she's going to stop and be like, you know, you're right. Or do you think she's going to like punch you in the face? (laughs) I think she's going to punch you in the face. Right. Um, But for that woman, If you want so you have to realize that getting her to the self-love part, you have to do something first. You have to get her to, first of all, believe that there's a, a solution for her. You have to literally do something to stop that that franticness, that contraction, that ultimate pain and suffering, that total you know, that, that, that she's in the land of no or close to it. And you can't just pop in with self-love, right? You got to pop in with something super practical and super easy for her to do and something that would feel to her like she got an immediate result. Cultivating self-love, it, it, it is not immediate. Cultivating self-love and putting in place all of the things that one might do to start the process of loving oneself is really important. It's just that it's not immediate. And it's therefore for someone who's in the height or the thick of their problem and struggle, they're not going to be that interested in like a long-term solution. They need a short-term solution before they'll then even be able to take enough breaths before they're able to even like pause long enough to consider investing in the long-term solution. So I get that it's coming from this, like this really like meaningful, um, you know, heart-centered place to want to provide as much help and support as possible to someone who you see is literally like, you know, like really spinning out or suffering or or really wanting to change their current experience. And so I understand that 
I understand the desire to do that. And yet we have to learn how to pull back from that and how to choose what to deliver to someone in those very early stages of client attraction. This is before they're even working with you. This is like in hopes of getting someone to take a step toward you onto your yellow brick road. Like I want you to imagine that, you know, that in the you you're at Oz. You're over at Oz tending to like all of the magic, right? You're at Oz. You're like, here's the magic. Here's the big solution. I'm over here polishing it up for you, right? But then you have to remember that they're all the way over at the beginning of the yellow brick road where it's still dirt, black and white. Remember the movie? <laughs> right? So they're in the black and white dirt road and you want them to take that first step onto your golden yellow brick road. Okay. And they take that very first step onto the yellow brick road. They are not near Oz yet. Some people might then get on the yellow brick road and be like, holy fuck, this is the most golden, sparkling, incredible place I've ever seen. I'm going to run toward that castle at the end. That might happen. It does happen every once in a while. But since we know that's not how it happens all the time, that would be a 100% conversion rate of any person that ever even heard you say like what you do, like working with you, like saying yes to working with you like that day. Right. So, so that's one possible scenario. And then what we know is that the, most of the other scenarios are that they step onto the yellow brick road and then they stand there for a minute and then maybe they take a few more steps. Right. And so I want you to think about that, like your most, your most uh, delicious, deep transformation is waiting at odds and they can't have it or shouldn't have it until they've made their way there. Right. And so the, the, in the episode, you know, the fear of giving away too much or whatever, the, one of the things I talk about is like you, you actually can't like it's not even something to be afraid of because because with whatever you do. Whatever it, it, it is that's your passion and prosperous business or what you want it to be, whatever, however you're using your gifts, your skills, your expertise, your talent, your certifications, your knowledge, your wisdom, your experience, however you're using all of that in service to help other people, there's no way that you could give away so much for free that someone goes, oh, great. I don't need her. I mean, okay, that's not true. There is a way that you could do that. You'd have to really, you'd have to work hard to do that, you guys, uh, you know, but for the most part, the reason why it doesn't happen is because because people at the end of the day need you to help them implement and do the thing. So you can tell people shit, you know, all day long, but it doesn't mean that they're going to be able to do it on their own, that they don't need accountability, that they don't need support, that they don't need guidance, that they don't need further interpretation, that they don't need things more personalized and customized to them, that they don't need the work that goes along with it that makes them, you know, like their own unique, you know, mindset work or whatever that you might need to do with people. It's very, it's very rare that you could deliver content through a PDF or, or a short video or in a workshop or even a five-day bootcamp or whatever that would provide people with with such the ultimate outcome that they that you provide when you work with people for money that they would not need you. Now, you also can't control what people think. 
right? So I've done tons of trainings, tons of, of things where there are people that love it, love it so much, and then go away, use it, and don't pay me. Don't, don't join my program or don't be my client. And then there's an equal or greater amount of people who do. Equal or greater amount of people that come to my stuff, receive un- insane value. I literally just got a, a, um, a message over the weekend. We were at brunch and a, and a Facebook or an Instagram message popped in. And it was from someone who took Create Content Bootcamp. And she was like, I just wanted to tell you that I just gave my thing that I created during Create Content Bootcamp. And I had 12 people show up and I had this and I had that. And that's never happened before. I did every step that you told me. It was amazing. It was, and I was like, and she's coming to, well, when you're hearing this, um, when you're hearing this episode, it's after Passion and Prosperous Live happened. But anyway, she's coming to that. And, um, and I couldn't be happier that she got like that kind of result. And, you know, like she may end up being someone who comes to work with me as her coach or not. But there are other people who took that same exact training who who now are my clients who wanted to work with me because of that. So. So anyway, what I really wanted to help you with today was how to figure out what you should offer in those free early attraction type things to to get people to take that first step and get onto your yellow brick road. And then you can move them along the yellow brick road at a pace. And it may be they go at their own pace. It may be that every point of contact they have with you, whether it's that they get an email from you because they're on your email list, or then they come to something else that you do, or they start watching you on, you know, what you're posting on social media and they're getting value from that. Um, They may walk at a fast pace. They may run or they may, you know, take little baby steps and we can't control that. So our job is to keep providing the stuff that will help them take the steps. Right. And that's the whole organic business strategy system is provide value, service, value, service, value, service. That's the model of your business. And then you're always leading to something paid. Oh, I'm going to offer this for free. I'm going to like, I'm going to give value. I'm going to be in service. I'm going to keep nurturing. I'm going to keep building that relationship and that no love and trust. I'm going to give this person stuff that actually makes them feel like it's possible because that is the key, you guys. Someone who is in the land of no and is not, doesn't know anything about what you do, especially if you're a coach. Coaching is so mysterious and esoteric to people that like if if someone was suffering at their most and a friend said to them, maybe I should hire a coach and they knew nothing about coaching, they'd be like, what? No. Right. Like you like, OK, because most because coaching is not as mainstream as we would all like it to be yet. We're working on it. Right. But it's not yet. And so it's not like everybody realizes what solutions are available to them or believes that there are solutions to their problems. So 
what better strategy could you use than to approach your business as if everyone's in the land of no, everyone is not believing that there are solutions to their problems, or if they are believing that it might be possible, they're believing that it's probably not possible for them, or they're all, or they're believing that it might be possible, but they're believing that they have too many obstacles, right? So they think it could be possible to solve the problem, but they don't have enough time or they're too busy, or they don't have money, or they are, they have to wait till their kids go to college, or they have to do this or that, right? The I'll be ready when syndrome. So I just want you to remember that like all of the people out there in the world that have not already done the work, that are not doing inner work, that are not in the field of transformation, that don't spend all of their time, like you and I do, thinking about how to be a more successful human being and how to overcome all our problems. Um, I want you to think about how all of those other people have this, have all of the objections to even solving their own problem. Like that's how the human brain works. It's so fucked up, right? The human brain is like, if you're not dead, stop complaining. Like, that's literally what the human brain is like. The human brain is like, if you're alive, then we're doing fine. Stop looking for ways to change your situation. Asshole, right? Like, your human brain's an asshole. So I want you to remember that everyone is dealing with their asshole human brain, and you're over here wondering why they don't want the transformation. And so we have to attract them with what, literally, we have to think of this as like, what would be the most appealing. It's like candy to a little kid, right? Or like my little cat, my cat, Charmaine, salmon treats, right? <laughs> like what's a salmon treat for your client? What's candy? What What's something that if they found out that they could do this or have this or whatever, what would make them go, I'll try that. So the thing is, is that what that needs to be is a part of your transformational system that happens really early on. I want you to think about when someone comes to you to work with you, whatever you do, and they have their first session or their first conversation or their first lesson or their first class or whatever with you, do you dive into the hardest stuff and the most advanced stuff? Or do you do something that just like gets them feeling confident and like expanded or, you know, hopeful, right? Something that they can do, right? So like, I mean, I, you know this, I'll probably say it every episode, you know, that I've been teaching yoga for two decades. And one of the things that I love teaching the most, you know, um, even though I love teaching advanced yoga, and advanced classes and advanced poses, I never, even when I owned the studio and taught the teacher trainings, I never, ever stopped teaching my level one classes because I felt like beginners, total beginners, someone walking into their very first yoga class ever who's probably feels intimidated and nervous and like, and you know, whatever, like, 
those people should be able to have a yoga class with like a super advanced senior level teacher. Not because I'm going to try to teach them any advanced poses, but because I'm going to understand how to teach them in their very first class or in the very beginning. Because my job is to make them feel full of possibility, to make them feel confident, to make them feel like it doesn't matter if they're flexible or not, to make them feel like it's okay that they don't know how to meditate or that they don't even know how to relax or the first thing, they don't even know the first thing about it. These are the things that make people feel insecure. These are the things that make people scared to do things, new things or things that they heard might be good for them or things that they think other people are good at. People are scared to do those things. And so when I would teach anyone their, you know, a beginner yoga class, maybe not only their, I taught many people their very first yoga class and then many people that just stayed in my beginner class and I taught them for years. But the thing is, is, you know, and I use this story all the time. I don't know if I've ever said it on the show, uh, but I know I just told it someone the other day. But, you know, I said, so I want you to imagine like a person who is really stressed out. You know, maybe they're like having some health things, stress-related health issues, and their doctor says, suggests to them, you know, doctors do this nowadays. They suggest you should do some yoga and meditation, you know, or maybe like somebody who like normally runs and works out a lot and their body is, you know, they've got ache, pain, injury, and they're, the doctor's like, go do yoga, you know, as if some like stiff, stressed out type A person who's never taken a yoga class before is going to just walk into a yoga class and be super excited and ready to like sit with their legs crossed and close their eyes and just be like super quiet and inward and focus on their breath. Someone who's never done anything like this before, you think they're just going to walk in and take like a fish to water to quiet, relaxing meditation practices. Well, if you think they are, I'm here to tell you that they are not. That is wrong. That is very agitating. It is very scary. It is uncomfortable. And it is not something that like, and I'm thinking of like all of the like sort of like stiff, you know, guys that would come to my class on a Saturday morning, you know, because they were told like, you should add yoga into your, you know, routine or whatever. And then there they are and like sitting with their legs crossed with their eyes closed is so the most uncomfortable thing that that human being could be doing for themselves in that moment that they are writhing. They're like writhing. They want to like run screaming from the room, right? So so what do you do with someone like that? You do something that makes them feel strong, confident, and open, and that gives them a good experience. Because you have to remember, I, in addition to thinking that all of your clients come to you in the land of no, now I want to give you another image. I want you to think about how everyone is walking around like a, a pent up ball, a contracted version of themselves, tight, closed, you know, like, like contracted. Like that's the word that I use all the time. And that it's not only physical, but it's the, it's their brain. It's the way that they're thinking. The way that the human brain works is that it condenses, compresses, or focuses on whatever the problem is and then obsesses over it. I know this is not news to you, right? This is not news to you. 
that 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 a human being will focus on what's not going well, on whatever is the the missing thing, the issue, what they don't have, the lack, the scarcity. I mean, this is why one of the number one practices that we know human beings need to do is gratitude practices. Because gratitude practices help you to shift out of that default human brain setting, which is to focus on what you don't have, to focus on what's not working, to focus on what's not going well, to focus on your scarcity and your lack, to focus on your problems, to focus on, you know, and that's how the brain works. Even in the worst of times, even in the worst of times in this world, with all of the atrocities and war and horror and in this country that I live in, I know I, I know that there are people that listen to the show in other countries because I'm always on the Apple, um, I'm always on the Apple chart in Bermuda. So I, I always want to give a shout out. Hey, Bermuda. Um, and also in Italy and stuff. But um, I know who listens in Italy, though. Um so, you know, even with everything going on in the world and then in, you know, in the United States, it's like a nonstop shit show. Um, you still have to, even if you are a, a global citizen that cares deeply about all of this shit, the thing is, is you can't walk around only miserable because of all the misery in the world. Because then you're not doing yourself or anyone any good. You still have to be able to do practices that awaken in you and 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 have like good feelings arise in you, like gratitude. There's stuff for you to be grateful for. You got to tap into it. You got to find it. Gratitude is one of the most expanding practices because it is not even possible for you to be thinking about something scarce lack, you know, like something bad while thinking about gratitude. It's like your human brain can't even do both at the same time. So it's an immediate, immediate shift. Okay. So anyway, I want you to think about all of that contraction and how whatever you put out into the world should be something that literally might begin the the very first inkling like an inkling of your ideal client, what would make your ideal client let go a little bit of that grip, of that contraction? What would make them exhale? What would make them like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making a fist right now, you know, how your thumb like covers around, you know, your first two fingers. And like, I'm thinking like if someone was like making a fist and grasping and was committed to holding on to their problem, what would what could you offer them that would make them simply let their thumb release? That's it. Not even open all the fingers, just the thumb. And that's how I want you to think about your 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 early, early content, especially for like a freebie for someone who may put their name and email in, right? Now, how do you figure this out? There's two very important things that you must have. I bet you if you listen to the show regularly, you know what the first thing is that I'm going to say. You may you may even know both, but you probably know one. You need to know your niche because you because it, it isn't good to just put out something so simple and generic that you attract the wrong people, right? So in other words, like you might put out a gratitude. I just gave you the idea of gratitude. You might be like a gratitude journal. Okay. I'll, I'll give it, I'll put out, a, you know, an affirmation sheet or whatever. 
Now, you have to be really careful that the gratitude practice or the affirmation sheet or the thing that that now sounds like such a simple way of just getting someone to start to open up. You have to be able to put that out in a way that it that it's clear why it's really made specifically for your ideal clients. Why? Because lots of people out there will take a gratitude, you know, journal or lots of people out there will take a list of affirmations but they're not your ideal, not necessarily your ideal client if it's just generic. And then you get these people on your email list and then you go to email them more value related to your niche or you offer for them to take a discovery call with you or whatever. And what happens? They unsubscribe. Why? Because they're not your client. They're not your niche. So that's the reason why we need our content to be simple and effective, but we also need it to be geared toward our niche. And then what's the other thing that you need besides really knowing your niche is that you then really need to know your transformational system, your transformational process, so that you know what you do with your clients in the beginning to get them ready to do the deeper work, to to have the greater transformation, to have the greater results. So the same way I said to you, somebody walks into my yoga class and says, my doctor or my whatever told me I need to meditate, that my heart is going to explode, that my blood pressure is off the charts, that I am a walking disaster if I don't do something. I'm not going to take that person and be like, oh my God, well, let's go do a 40 minute deep meditation. I'm going to say, great, let's start with just getting your blood pumping and, and getting your physical body like in a little bit more of a condition to to sit in a meditation posture, right? And that'll take a little bit. Let's start here. Or I might say, terrific, let's do one minute of meditation. <laughs> let's just do one minute. And then next time I see you, we'll do two minutes, right? I'm not going to start with the deepest transformation. And, you know, one of the things that I talk about all the time is that the real transformation is uncomfortable, the real work, the real transformation, the, the, to get to the heart of whatever is going on with someone, whatever it is, it could be anything. It could be physical. It could be emotional. It could be, um, you know, it could be mental, psychological. It could be a resistance. It could be a limiting belief. It could be, it could be just fear. I mean, whatever is, whatever is, going to be in the way of that of that person having the outcome that they want, right? They're, they don't have the outcome that they want yet. They're coming to you because you say, I can help you get that outcome, okay? There's a reason that they're not getting that outcome yet. And whatever that reason is, is going to be the thing that's going to be the biggest point of transformation when you're working with them. And the biggest point of transformation, when you finally break through whatever the resistance, the belief, the, the, the habit, the behavior, the, the, the thought pattern, the, the, you know, the, whatever it is, when you finally get to, to get to that, it's going to be really fucking uncomfortable. 
Nobody makes massive internal changes to like the way that they're thinking or who they believe they are or even to what they're doing. Nobody just starts taking massive action, doing totally new things that they haven't done before, um, even things that are great for them. There's a reason they weren't doing them before. And it's not only because they didn't know about them. Okay. There's a reason they weren't doing them before. And when they start doing them, there's a period of transformation or of basically, I love to call it like, it's like, it's like you, it's like you stir everything up inside and then it has to be reorganized in a new good way. Right. So like, all of these practices that we all teach and, and offer coaching and yoga and wellness and healing and, and Reiki and, and even things that help people with creativity or help them to be better at what they do, anything that you do, right? I always love to think about like the people that I, that I know that are, you know, that, that now are acting teachers, voice teachers, you know, people that are really trying to help other people master their craft right? Um, be more creative, be better at what they, at, at what they do, use their instruments and their gifts and skills. Like when, when you're that, when you're the teacher of that, the facilitator of that, right? What, what you, what you have to always remember is that if that person was, was already, already knew, the person might either already know, have known what they need to do, Right? or they don't know what they need to do. And in either case, there's a reason for that. There's a reason they didn't know it, or there's a reason they weren't doing it. And when they finally come to you for it, and you help them to do it or know it, it's uncomfortable for them. And that's okay. Like That's part of it. That's the work that we do. So, you don't lead with the deepest part. That's, that's, that's the part that they're going to have the most resistance to or that they're going to be able to make the most objection to. You lead with what's going to give them the first taste of expansion, the first taste of light coming in, you know, the first, and I, and I don't mean to make it sound like everyone's walking around there, you know, in misery, but it is an important analogy. It is important for me to make it seem like your job in the free stuff in the beginning is to just help people to do one new thing, take one action, you know, change one thing. And it may seem so simple to you or so obvious to you or so, but you've got to, you've got to trust that that's what is going to help them have an immediate something that's going to make them get more curious and go, wow, if that helped me, I wonder what else would help me. Oh, so your transformational system. So you need to know how you help your people. What's the first thing you do with someone when they come to you and they want this great outcome? They want this, 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 this transfer. They want to be doing something new. They want to be feeling or, you know, they want to be having a different experience. And so I'm sure that none of you just go great. Like, here's the end result. Like, why aren't you just doing it here? Just do it. You don't do that. You take them through some sort of a process. And you know that that process has a beginning, a middle, and an end. <laughs> and you know that it's progressive. 
right? The same way I would never have someone go to their first, come to their first yoga class and be like, oh my God, I saw someone doing a headstand and it really made me realize I want to do yoga. And I wouldn't be like, okay, great. Like, well, then let's work on a headstand. That would be fucking crazy. Why would I do that? Why would it? I would never do that. I'd be like, terrific. Maybe you'll do a headstand next year. For right now, I'd like you to stand on your two feet. (laughs) You know, like stand up. That's it. Be upright before you're going to be upside down. And I think, oh, that's such a good one for this, right? So you have to help people be upright before you're going to help them be upside down. So, you know, I hope that this is this is helping you think a little bit more differently about like what you should be putting out into the world. It does need to be specific for your niche. It needs to be something that really speaks to how they're experiencing whatever the the problem is. Because as you know, like everyone has the same problems. Everyone has the same problems. No one has enough time for anything. No one takes optimal care of themselves. No one, you know, everyone, everyone, you know, struggles with the same things. Every, everyone, there's not, there's no new problems. What your niche is, is it's how your specific kind of client experiences those problems and why. It's like the reason that your client is too busy, right? is going to be the, so so a, a busy mom is different than a busy CEO is different than a busy you, you you know what i mean like is different than a i i like there's every problem is is the same i mean meaning everyone has the same problems but the causes of them and the way that they are experienced and how they interrupt life is what makes your niche more specific And so your content has to speak to your niche and it should come from your real transformational work that you do with your clients. It should just come from the early stages of it. It should be something easy, simple, effective. It shouldn't be like over. Oh, and you know, we have an episode called like your clients want transformation, not information. So that's your clients. And now I want you to think about like, this applies in the same way. So, you know, like people are more likely to to put their name and email in for something that's three steps to X, like something that's going to be immediately, you know, uh, implementable and have an outcome than put your name and email in here and get my 30 page book on, you know, on self-love. I don't mean to put down all the self-love coaches. I love you. Self-love is so important. It just, that's just what pops into my head. But do you know what I mean? But instead, if it was, you know, um, uh, you know, three ways for women who do too much to add more self-love to their life every single day, and you gave them something like super, super, right? Like, super simple. And that's assuming that they know they need self-love. It could be three things for women who do too much to stop and do something for themselves, right? And then they're like, oh my God, okay, I'm going to get that. And then inside of it, there's an indication that like this is related to the idea of like starting to like actually feel that you're worthy of having that time to yourself or or whatever. We're not going to go into content right now. But I, I hope that you're, that you get what I'm saying, 
right? That we need to lead with what's going to get that person's attention and what's going to make them think that like, huh, that seems possible and doable rather than leading with something that they're going to see it and go, oh my God, I mean, I don't have time for that. Or, well, I'll do that like when I a lot of times people see content that's geared toward them and they literally think, I'll do that when I feel better. <laughs> and in your mind, you're like, this is going to help you feel better. So I want you to think about the state of mind of the people that you're trying to reach and putting out content that's valuable, not fluff and bullshit, but something that's going to make them feel that moment of expansion or that a little light has come in. Then as they are on your yellow brick road, you can deliver more. You can go a little deeper. You can offer a little greater transformation in your workshops or in your trainings or whatever, or as you, you know, send out emails to your email list. But it's important to remember that when you're trying to get that early attraction and you want to get people to just say yes to, to, to taking another step toward you. I want you to, to remember that simple and, and, and uh, appealing and immediate and something that's just going to give them step one or step half, half of the first step to getting to that big outcome. And you're not offering them the giant transformation. And then you have to trust that once you get them on the yellow brick road, you'll be able to engage with them more and, and show them or tell them what the transformation is like or what's possible. So you have to trust in some of that or all of it. So, all right, that's what I wanted to share with you today. Um, as always, it's because it was coming up. And, um, and now that I'm wrapping up, I do want to tell you that I have really exciting news, which is that the Passionate and Prosperous Academy, which is a full one year personal growth and business development program that I basically designed for you. This is, this is years in the making. This is the Out of Overwhelm and Into Action program that many of you have actually reached out to me that listened to the show and said that you wish you had been listening to the show the last time we ran the program because you missed it. And what I'm here to tell you is that the Passion and Prosperous Academy is basically the Out of Overwhelm and Into Action 2.0. It is a full one-year program instead of five months. It includes all of the content from Out of Overwhelm and Into Action plus a ton more. It is an unbelievably supportive container. There's tons of one-on-one -on -one coaching. There's so much support. There's like actionable, tangible resources based on all the stuff that you hear in the podcast, me teaching it, you getting to do all of the stuff that you hear me talking about in it, with me like teaching it to you and leading you and putting yourself inside of a community of other heart-centered, like-minded individuals. If you've ever come to any of my group experiences, they are off the chain because of who's there and because of what it feels like to be seen and heard and loved and supported and to have accountability and to hear other people wanting to do the same thing as you, building a personal and passion, a personal, a prosperous and a passionate and prosperous life and business, to be around other people who are doing that, waking up every single day just like you, it's priceless. I would never be without it for myself. So um, this is now available to you. 
If you're listening to this episode before January 10th, 2023, we haven't even started yet. But the thing that I want you to know is, A, you can be in the founding um, class, the founding member group, uh, if you register before January 11th. And if you're listening to this or if it's after January 11th, whatever, here's what I'm here to tell you. Here's the beauty of this program. This is what I put an end to. I put an end to all of the people reaching out to me and saying that they wished they knew that Out of Overwhelm had started. Guess what? There's no such thing at the Passion and Prosperous Academy. You can enroll at any time. So whenever you are ready, all you have to do is let me know. And with that, I am going to sign off. I am saying goodbye until I'm in your headphones next week. As always, I love you. And if you have any results or feedback or you try any of the things that I teach you and share on the podcast, I love you hearing from you. Go ahead and shoot me a message and tell me if something that you heard helped you to take a different action. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it. <laughs>